Welcome to Seeing Double Podcast. I am your co-host, Bradford Barth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Krentz. Stephanie, we've done it. We have. We've made it to episode 69. Nice. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Didn't you have to practice that at all? No. I what episode are we on? Ready. Episode 69. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's episode nice, guys. <laughs> Such a nice episode. Oh, it's super nice. It's going to be really wholesome and innocent. Sure it is. Because it's just really nice. I think I'm going to have to use a different tone when we're doing this episode. So let me get into character a little bit. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to tell you about my week. And it has an opening. Okay. Are you ready? Uh-huh. All right. Welcome to BBC News. I am your host, Bradford Barth. This week was especially busy for Brad. Spent many a late night at the office mm-hmm. before going back to his house, where he would then play video games and then go to bed. Now I turn it over to my co-host, <laughs> Stephanie Kratz. Um... This week was also, actually, it was not quite as busy as the past few weeks, so it's been kind of nice. That's fascinating. Because I turned in this big freelance project that I had been working on that was plaguing me, and now I'm no longer doing it. Very nice. So I've been able to watch my shows. It sounds like a great weight has been lifted off your shoulders. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) And now we return you to your regularly scheduled program. (laughs) Yeah, baby. (laughs) That was good. That was a psychedelic interlude. It was. (laughs) Uh, For our 69th episode. I asked the peanut gallery that I was with uh, this past weekend. What did you ask them, Stephanie? I asked them something sexy we could do for the 69th episode. (laughs) And I started Googling sex with clones. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that seems like a natural progression. That was a fun Google search. (laughs) Yeah, I bet it was. Uh, Or sex with doppelgangers. You know, it just led me down various paths. And then mm-hmm. someone was uh-huh. like, well, what about the fembots in Austin Powers? And I was like, well, they don't really look alike. But then I started thinking about time travel and the fact that Mike Myers plays three different characters in this movie mm-hmm. and Mini-Me and all of the different aspects of this movie. And I was like, huh, they even go back to 1969. They do. It's nice. <laughs> so it was just like... This is all the elements of a great 69th episode. (laughs) So I chose this one. Good job. I'm happy you chose this subject matter for episode 69. Nice. All right. Yeah. We're on a rolling train that won't stop. 
we're gonna be real annoying <laughs> but you should have known what you were getting into yes we're insufferable we're incorrigible incorrigible Suki, stop scratching the couch for real oh i forgot to put that in my notes too uh-oh i wrote intro colon i was intending to look it up and copy paste the whole thing well, she does her she does her homework early this time, and then <laughs> her homework is actually I not really done. dropped the ball. <laughs> what is going on here? I've been very tired. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She even texted me, like bragging about how she was doing her homework <laughs> early. I didn't brag. I said I just quoted you some things from it while I was watching. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a brag. That's kind of a brag. Well, considering the past few weeks I've done it an hour before he showed up, <laughs> I was pretty proud of myself. Yeah, in okay. the in the hour before showing up, your your notes were more well prepared. What were you going to copy paste for the intro? The scrolling thing. Oh, that yes. goes by. Okay. Um, in a Star Trek fashion, or Star Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Oh my god, guys, I am so sorry. I did not mean to just do that in a Star Wars fashion. Wow. Yes. Oh god, that's the first the first fumble of episode sixty nine. Nice. Yeah, see? It's gonna happen all night. (laughs) You got it? I'm trying to find it. Just look for the script. Oh, it might not be in the script. Oh I am. I was looking, we were looking for, what movie were we watching? My friend Matt and I were watching a movie, and the beginning had, oh, it was Heredity. And in the beginning of, is it Heredity? In the beginning of Heredity, Hereditary. Hereditary, (laughs) there you go. In the beginning of Hereditary, there is a post. However, the version we were watching was not in English for for the writing. And Suki is just howling away. And uh, so we wanted to know what it said. So we looked up the script. Not in the script. Mm. I had to find it elsewhere. It took forever. Constantly checking my phone. It was just an obituary. So for those that see it and have seen it, had time to read it, it's an obituary. I don't think it was on the screen long enough really to read it if you're a careful reader. Right, Suki? No, she won't talk. Mm-mm. I don't know where it is. It's whatever. It was just the what was happening in the last movie, <laughs> <laughs> which was he's an international man of mystery. He fought Doctor Evil, and yeah. then he. I'll, I'll get it. No, you won't. I literally just looked at like ten different sites in the last. I'm not going to look seconds. from a site. I'm going to start this here movie. Don't do that. That's no. Let's move on. On Netflix. Now I'll just pause it. And I'll read it. No, that's too much trouble. But it's right here. I've got it. Oh, I went past it, I think. Does it happen after somewhere in Utah? I don't know. It's oh. not in the script. Because you know what? It's, it's not going to help me because I'm looking at the wrong movie. <laughs> we just didn't watch Gold Member. <laughs> All right. In his last adventure... Austin Powers, a swinging spy from the 60s, was unfrozen in the 90s in the 90s to battle his arch enemy, Dr. Evil. Austin foiled Dr. Evil's plan to send a nuclear warhead to the center of the Earth and banished him into space forever, or so he thought. 
Mm -hmm. The end. Start the movie. Yep. Um. So we see a big boy statue. Hey. From you the restaurant. You could just say husky. <laughs> the restaurant chain, floating in space, and it releases an egg out of its butt. Mm-hmm. That contains Dr. Evil inside of it. So it's he, half chicken. He froze himself and launched himself into space. Meanwhile, Austin has married Elizabeth Hurley, whose name is also Elizabeth in the movie. Makes it easier for the actress. <laughs> I guess. They are busy banging. Shagging. They're, sorry, yes, they're shagging because it's a British movie. <laughs> yeah. Or it's not British, but Austin is British. Yes, he is. Uh, she says, do you smoke after sex? And he says, I'm just going to quote a lot of things in this movie because there's some golden quotes. Go for it. He says, I don't know, baby. I never looked. <laughs> <laughs> While they're talking, Elizabeth suddenly rewinds her, what she just said and says it again. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that was weird. And then she gets up to go do something. And then while Austin's watching TV, he uses the remote and it's starting to work on Elizabeth. Like he rewinds it. She starts going backwards, and then he changes the changes it to Spanish, and then she starts speaking Spanish. Uh, and he's like, "Oh my God, you're a fembot!" And then she tries to kill him by self destructing, right? Oh no! Well, first she tries to shoot him with her machine gun jubblies. Yes. And he says, "How did I miss those, baby?" And she says, "Perhaps next time you should try foreplay." <laughs> <laughs> Poor Austin. Sick burn. Uh, Austin saves his penis pump and then dives behind a bar and then Elizabeth self-destructs. Mm-hmm. And wasn't there a message from, from Dr. Dr. Evil, Evil? Yes. Saying... A kamikaze bride. Yes. Yes. There you go. But it's fine because he's single again. Baby. Yep. And then the credits roll and he's naked dancing around and the credits are covering specific parts of his body. Yes, making it look like other parts of his body. Uh-huh. I think my favorite one was the Jewish people cutting the meat. <laughs> yes, while well, he was positioned perfectly in front of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's reacting to all the things happening, uh-huh. of course. Like, Ooh. Ooh. Ah. Ooh. <laughs> so, um, anyway, he dances around, la la la, the end yes. of the intro. Oh my God, Suki. She has many things to say about this episode. This has been all week because I was gone for a few days. Mm -hmm. She's crazy. Yep. So Scott, played by Seth Green and is Dr. Evil's son, Mm -hmm. he is on Jerry Springer uh, for the episode about how my father is evil and wants to take over the world. (laughs) Very specific (laughs) criteria for this episode. So there was a Ku Klux Klan dead and his kid. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, a Nazi yeah. dad and his kid, uh-huh. and now those are kind of similar. Scott and uh, <laughs> our Nazi dad, just and his Scott, kid. Yeah, yeah, and then Scott. Uh, and so he talks about him a little bit, and Jerry Springer has a surprise for him, which is that his dad is there, and Doctor Evil comes out, and it <laughs> the little nameplate under him says wants to take over the world, just <laughs> funny, and then. They're chatting, but then he gets into a fight with the KKK dad, and it's in Jerry Springer fashion, lots of bleeping and fighting and uh-huh. craziness. And Steve Wilco's and, on the set And still. Steve is holding Dr. Yeah. Evil back. 
the big bald guy. This is that alone dates this movie because <laughs> Steve Wilco, of course, now has his own show. Oh right, which is very Springer esque. Mm, or maybe I've never seen it. You've never seen the Steve Wilco show? No. It's the same situation. Oh. Parent, you know, paternity tests and. You are not. It, I guess the it's father. It's more less Springer and more like Povich. More like Maury. Yeah, where he's trying to help them mm. versus just get ratings, which I think is what Springer's all about. Springer's all about those ratings. Yeah. Lots of fights and craziness. And Plus, I, think I don't a lot think of half lies. of them are real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a lot of lies. <laughs> Some of them might be staged. Yeah. Or at least exaggerated. Heavily. Uh, yeah. So. Austin's in his car and Basil calls him, who's his like handler, I guess, mm-hmm. or boss or whatever, as he's driving along. And he's like, Basil, I never believed this. Elizabeth was a fembot. And he's like, yes, we knew all along, sadly. <laughs> uh, thank you, MI6 or whatever. And Austin with. just kind of looks confused and like, whatever. Um, but they're like, you're scheduled for a photo shoot. And one of the models works for Dr. Evil. <laughs> One is Rebecca Romaine before she married John Stamos, so she's just Rebecca Romaine at this point. Mm-hmm. And she says, I don't believe I've had the pleasure. And he says, well, of course you haven't had the pleasure. We just met, baby, yeah. <laughs> and the other one is a Russian woman, and her name is Ivana. Ivana Humpelot. Yep. <laughs> the names are always the best. And he's like, excuse me? Come again. <laughs> so at Dr. Evil's lair. Who plays Ivana Hump a lot? I don't know. It's the girl from Third Rock from the Sun. Oh. I have no idea what her name is. I could look it up on IMDb, but I'm not yeah. going to do that. Yeah. Because it's more fun to get, you know, She's messages from Ivana. Nick. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Did you get a message? Did you read that Nick's message? Did he? I don't he think he messaged. Us. He, he emailed, emailed us? us? Oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. Hold on. I don't even think to look at that email address ever. <laughs> I, w- I figured you would have let me know. He outright emailed. He, <gasps> he emailed us. <laughs> he sure did. The root which Nebula eats before it's ripe is yarrow root. All the best, Nick. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> this makes my whole day right now. <laughs> makes this week so much better. <laughs> Now, did he have to go look that up, or did he just know that he off just, his Chrome Dome? He just knew, because as we were listening, he told me, and then he's like, I was like, you, he's like, I'm going to email the podcast so you guys know. I'm like, thank you. Yes. It's happened. See, this is what happens when you email us. We'll read your email aloud uh-huh. on the show. You can always give yourself a fun name if you wanted to as well. Yeah, exactly. So, Dr. Evil has returned to his lair. Well, it's a new lair. It's a hollowed out volcano like he wanted. Aren't most volcanoes hollowed out? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. But, you know, most of them don't have a secret evil base inside of them, as far as we know. That base, I mean, you say secret. There was a Starbucks inside. He says secret. But then the volcano itself (laughs) kind of makes it less secret. Right. Because on the outside of the volcano is what? His face. Yes. <laughs> True. It's not a good secret if we can just look at it and go, oh, that must be Dr. Evil's secret lair. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> As he's there with his pinky in the corner of his mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. So now they have Starbucks. Um, he takes a big sip of his cappuccino or something. He gets foam all over his face. Right. And number two, played by Robert Wagner, is trying to tell him he's got a little little something. But he's like, silence, I will not tolerate your insolence. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then he turns to Frau Farbissina, one mm-hmm. of his other associates, mm-hmm. and she tells him all about her lesbian lover named Unibrow, yep. with a B A B R A U, because she's German, German, yeah, very German, right? Uh, but then she manages to tell him a little bit about the foam, and he's he takes out a mirror and he's like, "Oh, I know." He takes out his Doctor Evil compact. Yeah, his Doctor Evil compact. You can get that on DoctorEvil.com. <laughs> Proceeds Promo go code. to taking over the world. <laughs> Promo code uh, single ruler <laughs> for free shipping. And then he says, oh, I know. That's how we drink it in Belgium. It's called a Belgian dip. <laughs> Belgium, sorry. Right. Belgian dip. Right. Uh, they also tell him that while he was frozen, they also developed a program to clone Dr. Evil. And he is exactly like him in every way, except one-eighth his size. Yeah, but as they're saying this, you see the Dr. Evil thing behind a screen with the back shadow, and then Uh the door opens and there's nothing there, because he's one-eighth his size. Yes. (laughs) And it is Vern Troyer, who is, I think he passed away, right? He did, yes. That's so sad. Well, Um, you know, he had a lot of medical issues. Yeah, it's true. Didn't affect him from using his middle finger a lot this episode movie. It's true. <laughs> so Dr. Evil says he shall call him Mini Me. And then Mini Me sits behind him and they get their cats, Mr. Bigglesworth. Mm-hmm. And Mini Me has his own Mr. Bigglesworth. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to Mini Me. Like, Mini Me, you hungry? Something to eat? Not even a hot pocket? An eggo? And then he starts to. Bite. He to wants to, to bite the, the kitty. Ear, yeah. He says, no, no, no. We don't gnaw on our kitty. Leave Minnie Mr. Bigglesworth alone. Just love him and stroke him. <laughs> I think I know who uh, Stephanie's <laughs> favorite character is. I don't have a favorite character. It's Dr. Evil. No. I just like that line a lot. Mm-hmm. Leave Minnie Mr. Bigglesworth alone. My favorite part about this, is this where they start talking about what his what they've been doing since he's been gone. Like, is is this the section where, where things are like what's been going on in his absence? Yeah. I mean, that was the Starbucks and the Frau and yeah. Yeah. So I love how number two is always trying to make him a legitimate businessman. Right. Where he can be rich like he wants to uh-huh. be, but have legitimate businesses. Uh-huh. And he but, says, you should invest your money in these stocks. Like, we yeah. made so much money in Starbucks. Right. But he doesn't want to. Yes. So he <laughs> says, instead, he wants to go after Austin Powers. And he says, Austin Powers always defeats him because he has mojo. Air quote. Yes. Libido, the life force, the essence, the right stuff, what the French call a certain, I don't know what. Je ne sais quoi. (laughs) I don't know what. (laughs) That's one of my other favorite lines. (laughs) And he says he's going to use a time machine to go back in time. That was air quoted again. Yeah. I feel like you can tell when I do it. I like emphasize the word. 
But he emphasizes it in the movie too, so it's yeah, kinda... exactly. Oh, well, I'm trying to like say it like him. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> With his time machine, similar to the laser later on in the movie. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. With his time machine, he's going to go back and steal Austin Powers' mojo. And Scott suggests that they should just go back in time and kill him while he's sitting on the crapper. And number two suggests that they, you know, go back in time and play the stock market to make trillions. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Why make trillions when we could make?" Billions. Billions. <laughs> uh, a trillion's more than a million. I'm not billion. Billion, yeah, yeah, that's what Scott says. And then, then we go into <laughs> a very long <laughs> battle of zipping. Yep, yep. Uh, he says, "All right, zip it, zip, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, egg zip it, egg." <laughs> yep. Look, I'm Zippy Longstocking. <laughs> when a problem comes along, you must zip it. Zip it good. <laughs> Would you like to have a suckle of my zipple? <laughs> Can you tell I've seen this movie way too many times? <laughs> yes, and I it know, still tickles you. I know the cadence very well <laughs> of these stupid jokes. <laughs> it does tickle me quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's also because I haven't watched it in a really long time, so it was refreshing. Yes. So, Austin Powers was frozen in 1967, so Dr. Evil is going to go back to 1969 Nice to steal his mojo. So, he brings Minnie Me along, and then they go into the time machine. Well, the time first time's a failure. Right. Because it wasn't They bonk um, into it. <laughs> While well, he bonks into it. Uh-huh. And he says, come, Minnie Me. Don't be afraid. Um, oh, wait, this one is the hollowed out volcano. Oh, that's right. The first one, they're in the Space Needle that yeah. says Starbucks on the outside. That's why, because they're in Seattle, so they have yeah. Starbucks. That makes yeah, sense. there you go. Okay. So he goes through the time machine, and number two is now Rob Lowe, mm-hmm. who you may love from Parks and Rec as Chris Traeger and many okay. other movies. I have a fun um, fact about Rob Lowe. Yeah? He's deaf in one ear. Interesting. Didn't know that? No. It's a true fact. He does talk really loudly. He's deaf in one ear. He's been deaf in one ear for quite a while. Hmm. He's blind in one eye in this movie. <laughs> well, he's number two. <laughs> he only needs one eye because uh-huh. he's number two. Oh, I get it now. Yep. 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 That's how it works. Uh, so number two is obviously is obviously much younger looking, but Frau looks exactly the same. <laughs> Probably the best part. Uh, you look, you look pretty good there, number two. And then he turns <laughs> to her and he's like, "Right, <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly." <laughs> and yes, he has finally got his hollowed-out volcano like he wanted to. Yes, okay. In 1969. Nice. Yes, very good. In the present, or 1999, which is when <laughs> mm-hmm. this movie was made. The numbers are doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Austin Powers is playing chess with Ivana Humpalot. Mm-hmm. And it is unnecessarily sexual chess playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she finally can't take it anymore because he's just so irresistible, <laughs> apparently. Because of that chest hair that yeah. goes down to he his He is hairy stomach. like animal. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. She confesses that she was sent to kill him, but she just finds him so sexy, so she, she must shag him. <laughs> This isn't. This is why I'm not sexy. I mean, I can hear. I'll unbutton these here, and then I'll and I'll give you a show. And oh, uh, oh, uh, 
There's like six. Six chest hairs. Not like, One, two, not like, uh, three, four, five, six. Yeah, it's not like, you know, Austin Powers yeah. flowing chest mane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we go back to the past, to 1969. Nice. And Dr. Evil is talking about how he has an operative in the Ministry of Defense who is called Fat Bastard. Also played by Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. He plays the bagpipes and then it shoots some knockout gas. Excuse me, knockout gas into the air. And the so other guards did, pass out. Did Fat Bastard get a tolerance to it? Because it's not like he was wearing any protection. Right. I don't know. Maybe it was just. <laughs> I think that's a plot or, hole. Or was it genetically modified to not <laughs> hurt him? Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> It was gas that only affected those like four guys, <laughs> right. not him. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe he produced the gas himself because he is fat bastard. He farts a lot, yeah. Yeah. So the guards get knocked out, and then he takes a big old drill, and then a syringe, and then he steals the mojo from Austin's cryogenic chamber. Right. While Austin in the present is in the process of shagging Ivan the Humpalot, and then I assume that he loses his boner yes that that would probably yes and then he says crikey i've lost my mojo yep the end (laughs) of that scene anyway yeah so they decide to send austin back to the 60s so that he can stop dr evil from whatever he's doing and get his mojo back really what year are they going to send him to uh, 1969. Nice. <laughs> and <laughs> Basil says something like, I hope you have a good time. Then he like, they like break the fourth wall and then they look at the audience and they say, you too, or something like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to break the fourth wall every now and again, especially in a good, com- especially in a good comedy. I said, especially, and I hate it when people do that. Mm-hmm. And I've just broke my own rule and mm-hmm. I am so sorry. God, how dare you? I know. So, Austin goes back to the 60s through a time machine <laughs> and arrives at a swinging 60s party happening in his loft, I assume, in his shag palace, mm-hmm. shag something. Can't remember what he calls it. You uh, know, can I just bring up one thing that yeah. we missed? Yeah. So, his car mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. Is a shaguar. <laughs> uh, Not a jaguar. Uh, <laughs> I just enjoy those little things. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's cute. Yes. Uh, okay. We can we can move on. Okay. Now we're in I forgot w- that you like cars. Sometimes I just, you have to mention them. Yeah, well he, he even says like shaguar, yeah, or something like that. <laughs> so a woman approaches him at his party mm-hmm. her name is robin swallows maiden name spitz mm-hmm. well, which is a baby spitz or swallows <laughs> <sighs> lots of sexual innuendo jokes uh-huh. i think there was a warning at the beginning of this movie <laughs> that there was a lot of sexual innuendo in this movie yeah heather graham appears looking Poof. hot af i must say oh yeah she's mm. Really hot in this movie. I think this is like her hottest movie ever. You think so? I think so. Not, I really love that velvet 
yeah. romper she has on yeah. and her hair is all big and poofy. Uh, yeah. Oh, she looks so hot. Like, you didn't like her in uh, the movie with uh, Marky Mark where it was the porn one? I can't remember the name of it. I don't know. What is it? I don't know if I've seen that. I can't remember the name She's of really that. good in Scrubs. She okay, was- Nick, I didn't forget to mention Scrubs. She was in Scrubs, huh? Yeah. For a long time. Can't remember. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, she looks really hot, and then she, uh, and he's instantly distracted, as I would be too. Mm-hmm. But Robin Swallows keeps interrupting and trying to pull him back to her. So Heather Graham hails her own Spice Girls, because <laughs> it's just four other girls behind mm-hmm. her, and then they sway over to him and then block the, the Robin Swallows lady's path to get Austin back to Heather Graham. Right, right. Um, and then she whispers in Austin's ear that that woman works for Dr. Evil. And he's like, well, who do you work for, baby? And then she has disappeared already. Right. So the Robin lady is trying to harass him again. And then he sees in her eye someone behind behind him him about to throw a knife. So he spins her at the last second and the knife connects into her. Mid-back. Mid-back. Was it mid-back? Okay. It was. Yeah. Then he throws it to the ground. And then he throws it to the ground. And then the guy who attacked him picks up a machine gun. <laughs> yep. And then he picks the Robin Swallows lady up again and then he uses her as a shield and he's just starts shooting her. Right, until he runs out of all. Then he throws it to the ground again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then he picks up a bazooka because <laughs> that wasn't good enough. This time he turns her around. Yeah. For the fresh side. Yes. Because it's a bazooka. Yes. <laughs> And then the bazooka hits them and they get blasted out. The, well, it hits her and they get blasted out the window. And then she says that they're both going to die. And then she, yeah, she uses him or he uses her to break. <laughs> he pulls her, he pulls in, front her in front of him. <laughs> he uses her to break the fall. And she's still like, prepare to yeah. die. And he's like, why won't you die? Because <laughs> <laughs> she's evil, Stephanie. <laughs> And then Heather Graham drives up in her American flag car and helps him escape. Mm-hmm. And do we learn her name now? Yes. He's he introduces himself as Austin Powers. Powers by name. Powers by reputation. Mm-hmm. And she is Felicity Shagwell, CIA. Shagwell by name. Shag very well by reputation. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does like a very silly thing that makes me laugh. Which is, I can't really imitate it, but he's just like, ha, 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 oh. Yes. <laughs> uh, very stupid. He's very shaggy. Oh. Uh-huh. oh, here's, this is my favorite part of the movie. Right now. <laughs> right coming, now. Yeah. It's coming right up. So they drive down the English countryside, which there's a, literally a sign that says English countryside. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then they get chased down by... Another Dr. Evil assassin who is played by Will Ferrell. Uh, and then, Which Will Ferrell was in the first one, right? No. No? Or he might have been. Yeah, you're right. He was. Because he's the one that got, he got the ejection seat chair that put him into the furnace. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes that's right. Mustafa. Yes. Uh, so does this, is 1969. So he's still alive. <laughs> is 1969. Nice. Sorry. Before or after? <laughs> I think this is the events before of the first movie because the events of the first movie are in the present. The present. 
Okay. Oh, you're right. Okay. Because he was unfrozen in yes. the present. Okay. 19, the 90s. <coughs> so Felicity shoots his tire out and then his car goes over the cliff. Mm-hmm. He climbs up and says he is Mustafa who, Mustafa, who will be killing, <laughs> who will be killing them now. Sorry. I kind of want to do, <laughs> I kind of want to do the hyenas. Lion <laughs> yes. King now. What's his name? Scar. That's their leader. No, the guy we're talking about right now. Oh, Will Ferrell? Mustafa? <laughs> oh, you're being a hyena. <laughs> he says, who sent him? Yeah. And he, he says it three times, and then he has to answer because he gets really annoyed when people ask him the questions same. three times. Three times, yeah. It's a good gag. <laughs> he says, Dr. Evil sent him, and he has to answer. Um, and then eventually they go through this rigmarole a few times and he says he's hiding in his secret volcano lair. And then meanwhile, Frau is walking mini me in a, in a stroller, a buggy, a buggy. They're in, we're in, we're in London now. Yes, this is true. Sorry. In a a buggy. buggy. And he shoots Mustafa with a dart and then Mustafa's kind of dizzy and starts backing up towards the cliff. And then suddenly he just falls down it. Right. And then Felicity goes back to the car, but kind of. Austin kind of lingers and he kind of hears him talking. He's yeah. like, hello up there. <laughs> I seem to have fallen down a cliff. <laughs> I'm still alive, but I'm very badly injured. I think my legs might be broken. Yes, they are broken. Perhaps you could toss me a Band-Aid or some antibacterial cream. <laughs> I'm in an extraordinarily large amount of pain. The bone has gone through the skin. I fear it might be gangrenous. <laughs> the wound is beginning to smell a little like almonds. <laughs> is that a thing? Which is not good. <laughs> Please? No one? I'll try the other leg. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yep. That both, was my reenactment. Both broken. Yes, that's right, because in the first movie he falls in the pit, he's like, Hello, I'm still alive, but I'm very badly burnt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> While they're trying to continue the meeting and uh-huh. it just keeps coming out of the vent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. That's a good one. And then he sends somebody down there and then you hear a couple gunshots. You shot me. <laughs> you shot me right in the leg. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm very badly burnt and shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just goes on and on. And they're just like listening. Like, huh? Okay. And then they shoot him again. And he's like, ah. It's like, all right. <laughs> Uh, Thank you, Will Ferrell. Yes, glorious. <laughs> uh, fat bastard arrives at the volcano with the mojo. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Evil drinks some of it, and then everything gets real smoothed out and sexy. We're just gonna skim over all the fat bastards. Yeah, winners. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> deal with that. <laughs> I feel like oh, it might. Like I feel like it might be crossing. I got a turtle head popping out. I feel like it might be crossing some lines that I don't want to talk about. So I want my baby back, baby back, yeah, baby those back. things. Ribs. If you want to reenact them, you're no, it's more okay. than welcome to. My favorite one is the turtle head popping out. Okay. So he drinks the mojo, mm-hmm. which is gross because that's just like goo from Austin's penis but whatever uh, 
<laughs> it kind of looked I like... I think it's supposed to be magical. It kind of looked like lava lamp fluid. Yeah, it did look like lava lamp fluid. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, like I said, everything gets real smoothed out like you're watching like a porn a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah. And then um, the... Let's get it on starts playing and he's looking at Frau and he's looking at her differently now. Mm-hmm. It's getting real sexy. He makes everyone leave the room except her. Mm-hmm. The conference table disappears and a big bed and a big bed with black silk sheets appears. Because he's evil. Of course. And they say things won't get weird. And then they get it on, and we see mm-hmm. a volcano erupting. <laughs> <laughs> but they're in that volcano. True, it must be the. They must have a vent or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the cryo chamber, Austin Powers and Felicity are investigating what happened to his mojo, and then they learn about Fast Bastard. Mm-hmm. After that, they go on a little montage. To one of my favorite songs, which is I'm a Believer by the Monkees. Right. And then they run around, they put on different outfits, they skip around the city, they play with a royal guard, try to get him to laugh, you know, mm-hmm. as you mm-hmm. do in yeah. London. Yes, you always, yeah, yeah, because they're not allowed to move. <laughs> yes. And then they're at lunch, and Bert Bacharach and Elvis Costello are there, and they play a song, and then they dance, and it's very cute. Uh,. Austin Powers loves his Burt back. He sure does. Uh, back at the lair, the hollowed out volcano lair, mm-hmm. things got weird with <laughs> Dr. Evil and Frau. But also, she's... It's because her hair was down. Yeah. It looked very strange when it was when she unfurled it. <laughs> Is this how... Uh, like, she told him in the first movie that they artificially inseminated her to have Scott. Uh-huh. I'm wondering if this is how Scott was made. Of course it is. Okay. Because this is because time travel works like it's supposed to in this movie. Right. Unlike some movies that came out recently. So she told him that to protect him from his future. So or when... she didn't know yet. Oh, like maybe in the first like movie. Like she closed it she wasn't... closed a loop or whatever. She okay. closed her own loop. Gotcha. All right. She might not have known and then and then it happened, and yeah. now she knew. Yeah. All that mojo. Who knows? In trouble. Who knows, man? It's also Austin Powers, and logic doesn't really need to make sense. It's true. <laughs> but yes, she's late, and she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then Scott comes through the time, the time machine, um, and he wants to help. But Dr. Evil says, you had your chance. I already had someone created in my image. He's evil. He wants to take over the world. And he fits easily into most overhead storage bins. It's very convenient. <laughs> um, Osto is Osto. Osto. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. Oh, I was trying to say Austin and Mojo, and it combined into Osto. Osto. <laughs> Coming this <laughs> Summer to the CW. <laughs> Don't give them any ideas. <laughs> Austin is investigating the photos of his mojo being stolen, and um, he notices the little drill, so he get, he understands how they took it finally. Right. But then he's worried that Felicity wants to shag in his shag pad, mm-hmm. but uh, she's a professional agent. She's probably not interested in shagging. But then when he a clear sign, he's lost his mojo. Yeah. That wouldn't have stopped him before. No. 
But when he leaves the film developing room, what's that called? What's what are those called? Dark room. Dark room. Thank you. Plane garage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he sees her splayed out on his big round bed, and he's just like, "Oh God!" <laughs> and <laughs> and she he's wants like what? Yeah. And she How did wants, you do that? I can't imitate the weird you're noise like, he made. You're like, "Oh God!" I mean, that's what I said, but he made some sort of like. I don't know. <laughs> he, and then she wants a massage from him, and he tries to give her, tries to give it to her, but he just can't, can't do anything with his mojo missing. So he leaves, and then she's sad, and so is he, and it's just everyone's sad. But then Basil comes up, and it's okay now. Yeah, Basil has a mission for Felicity. Yep. To plant a tracker on Fat Bastard. A very tiny, small, insignificant yeah, so tracker. Tiny. Thank you. I'm glad you... I literally <laughs> wrote in all caps. Why is the tracker so big? <laughs> is it because it's the 60s and they haven't developed the technology yet? <laughs> it's like literally the size of a extra large egg. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. <laughs> to, give you, to give you... Yeah, that's an extra... Not, not a large egg, not a normal egg. An extra large egg. <laughs> Shaped like a rocket suppository. Yep. Um, and then, so, they want her to put the tracker on him by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. So she shags fat bastard. Yeah. And she sticks that tracker up his bum. Right, because he's so sexy. He's dead sexy. I can't do it. I can't do his voice. He's dead sexy. Dead sexy. As he's eating chicken in bed. Which brings me to another film where there is a large person eating chicken in bed, and that would be a little movie called. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, the movie with the. Uh... Oh, Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo. Mm, I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> it's a. It's a dumb movie. Yeah, I assumed so, which is why I didn't see but it. But he's a male gigolo, and he's with a large black woman. And she had chicken in her bed as well. Mm. She wasn't as sloppy with it, though. Chicken's good. I'd eat chicken in bed. Mm-hmm. So now Dr. Evil is on to phase two of his plan, or some phase. He can't really keep track of all the phases. They want to put a giant laser <laughs> on the moon. <laughs> And when the moon reaches its appropriate lunar alignment, it will destroy Washington, D.C. Yep. And he has turned the moon into what he likes to call a death star. Through this whole thing, Scott is under his breath, mocking his dad. Yes. And he's like, what was that? And he says, nothing, Darth. (laughs) (laughs) The noted piece of this phase is the laser. It was developed by the physicist Dr. Parsons, so it will be known as the Alan Parsons Project. And then Scott laughs again because that is the name of a band. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, sorry. You have a hot date? No, my phone was telling me, or my watch was telling me it was dying. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know if it maybe... was a weird buzzing, and I was like, what was that? Oh, uh, yes, yes. Put it in the safety mode. It's fine. I'm not going anywhere. I don't need it to be charged. <laughs> so, Scott laughs again, and then they go through another shh fest. Yep. 
Number two is getting a little impatient with the family squabbling and he wants him to put it aside so they can get down to the real business finally because he is a businessman. Of course. But Dr. Evil does not like his insolent tone. So mm-hmm. he takes out his big inflatable globe that he has been using as his model. Right. For the laser. Yep. Um, and then he starts making fun of him <laughs> and he hits him with it in the face. He's like, what's wrong? Going to cry? Are you going to cry? Are you going to squirt some? And then he keeps hitting him in the face with the big ball. Mm-hmm. And then finally number two starts crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a big exercise ball with like the map printed on it. Yeah, it's like it. my big green one that I have there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a big map on it instead. And then he basketball shoots it back into its holder. Yes, and he's, and he's like, very yes. proud. <laughs> <laughs> after he made a grown man cry. Uh-huh. Austin- As you sh- should be proud after you make a grown man cry. Yeah. Austin finds Felicity and explains that he lost his mojo and that's why he ran away the other night. And she was like, oh, I thought you didn't like me. It's like, no, you're switched on. You're a bit of all right. <laughs> I feel like we should all talk like this now. Like in real, everyone should talk like that. Yeah, baby. I like the 60s lingo. Do you? Switched mm-hmm. on? It's cute. You're all, all, all what was it? Switched you're a on? bit of switched on. You're a bit of all right. Or you're switched on. You're a bit of all right. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Groovy baby. Groovy baby. Tell me something, Steph. Do I make you horny? No. <laughs> <laughs> After. Hey, hey, ready? I got it now. Uh-huh. I'll figure this out. Ready? Uh-huh. Black Widow film. <laughs> then, yes. Hey, Steph. Do I make you horny? <laughs> the Black Widow film does. <laughs> Just can't win. (laughs) Please continue. (laughs) She tries to tell him how she planted the device on Fat Bastard, but she gets interrupted by the signal. That he's moving. Signaling. Yeah. (laughs) They follow the signal to a toilet. (laughs) Of course. And. (laughs) Well, she did put it in his bum. Yep. And they take the sample that he left behind to be analyzed. Mm-hmm. And at the, <laughs> this is the grossest part in the whole movie. <laughs> and at the Ministry of Defense or whatever, wherever they are, magic, Ministry of Magic, who knows? <laughs> That's Harry Potter, but you know, I really wanted to say Ministry of Magic. Yes, okay. Uh, they're talking and analyzing things. And some ninny put the coffee pot right next to the stool sample. Which has like a pourer. Yeah. Like a teapot. Yeah. I don't know why. Don't ask me. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. Never claimed to be one. So, so while Basil's telling him about how they analyzed the sample and found, you know, traces of something that's only on one island. Mm-hmm. Some veg- vegetables. Yeah. Uh, Austin had poured some of the sample into his coffee. He keeps almost drinking it, then pours sugar, and then almost drinks it, and then doesn't. And then he says, this coffee smells like shit. And Basil says, it is shit, Austin. (laughs) And he's like, okay, good. It's not just me. And then he takes a sip. (laughs) Oh, it's so gross. And he says, "Mm, it's a bit nutty. (laughs) So gross. Uh, yes. At least he put some sugar in it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. It was boiling, so it's yeah. 
it's gotta be semi clean. Oh, if that's a word you can use. No, so bad. <laughs> <sighs> Back at Doctor Evil's lair. Uh huh. Number two wants to talk about Mini Me because he bites, and his hand is just covered in tiny and bites. Band aids, yeah. Doctor Evil's just like eh, teething. <laughs> He gets the president on the horn and threatens to destroy D.C. and another major city every hour with his laser. Right. Unless they pay him $100 billion. And the U.S. reacts perfectly. They just laugh. Yep. Because that amount of money does not exist in 1969. Nice. And he says... He says, come on, Mr. President, show me the money. <laughs> and Scott says, Psst, it's 1969. Nice. Jerry Maguire won't even come out for another 30 years. Nobody knows what you're talking about, ass. <laughs> uh, and then he demonstrates the power of his laser by showing them a clip from Independence Day, <laughs> which is when the alien ship blows up the White House. Right, right. <laughs> and they all scream in terror. And he says, the real laser would be a lot like that, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Here's another very funny scene that made me laugh a lot when I was little. Uh, They get to Dr. Evil's Austin and Felicity arrive at Dr. Evil's Island. Uh Um, Felicity gets out of her wetsuit all sexy in her bikini. And then Austin is wearing the same one and shaking his hair out. Trying to match her sexiness. Uh-huh. Then they just, the record that's playing the music just kind of goes <laughs> when she looks over it. And they wore the same thing again. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. What, how awkward. I know. <laughs> they set up camp and begin to unpack their belongings. <laughs> and Austin is bending over on all fours looking at a map mm-hmm. while Felicity digs into the bag. But the way it is, is shot from the outside is their shadows are, they're like backlit. So it's yeah. just their shadows in the tent. And Dr. Evil's like comrades are looking and watching as what looks like Felicity pulling things out of his ass. Yes. <laughs> Beginning with a big rope. With knots in it. With knots. <laughs> struggle to pull that one out. Uh-huh. An umbrella, which she opens accidentally. As like, she's. Close, close that. Bad luck. Well, he says, I'd, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't open it inside. Yes, there you go. <laughs> uh, a smoke bomb goes off. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, that's nasty. Sorry, that happens sometimes. <laughs> She's like, oh, smelly. <laughs> and then she snaps a beer open. <laughs> it looks like in his butt. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then she pulls a gerbil out. <laughs> How'd that get in your bag? <laughs> uh, and then she decides to repack everything. And she starts She starts by hammering a tennis racket in there. <laughs> and finally, she finds the explosives. But that's when Dr. Evil's crew finally moves in. And then she picks up the bag and is holding it behind <laughs> the explosives and shrivel out. <laughs> it looks like you pooped. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good visual comedy. It's very, it's a very funny gag. Yes, it's very stupid, but very uh-huh. funny. <laughs> very dumb, low, low brow, low brow, but, but hilarious. Really good. Uh-huh. 
because it's played so straight. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dr. Evil decides to sing a song to Mini-Me. Right. Um, Which well, is... first he's singing, What if God was one of us? <laughs> blue, 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 blue. <laughs> He's taking credit. Blee, blah, blee, blah, blee. <laughs> and he takes credit for this. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I wrote, I wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> and then Scott comes in angrily because Minnie Me put a skunk in his bed. And Dr. Evil scolds Minnie Me and he looks so sad and he's like, oh, I can never stay mad at you. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. And number two informs him that Austin Powers is on the island, and he says, bring him to me alive. And then he sings Just the Two of Us, his own version, with Mini-Me. I will not be <laughs> Is doing... that the rap one? It is the rap one. Okay. I will not be doing my own rendition of it. Why not? You can Google it if you would like to listen to it. You're not, uh, you don't, you're not confident in your rap abilities? I don't really think anybody wants to hear me rap Are you the, that uh, song. Are you the... Uh, Oh, what's the line? I can't remember. Something hippopotamus. My lyrics are bottomless. And then that's the... Uh, that's Flight the, of the Conquest. Yeah, that's the end of it. <laughs> yes, I love that song. I love that song. <laughs> Austin Powers and Felicity appear in the lair. Now <laughs> now in cool silvery outfits. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they gave them something interesting to wear. Yeah, so they would well, match. They're in the evil lair. It's true. You got to match. You do. Match the decor. It's all about it's all about the uh, aesthetic of yeah. the evil layer, evil layer. Uh, Fat bastard is also there, and he reveals that he and or Doctor Evil says, "I believe you and Fliss, you and he have already met." <laughs> Air quotes. Uh-huh. Austin's like, "Haha!" In your dreams, she would never sleep with you, and she's like, "I did what I had to do because I'm a secret agent." Right. For the mission. Yep. Dr. Evil is taking Austin's mojo to the moon as they lock him in a cell. Uh, and Scott says, great, pl- great plan, Einstein. You're going to put him in a cell with one inept guard and they'll escape. God, you do this every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Some might say Scott's more evil than his dad. It's true. I think that's the plot of the third movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they. Dr. Evil and Mini-Me get into their rocket and they take off into space after much weird countdowns. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then... (laughs) What's the rocket look like? It looks... Like a big old... Like a giant dick. (laughs) A big old twig and berries? Hold on. I have a whole thing. I wrote all of these out. Okay. Because it's also my favorite part. (laughs) Oh, yes. All the switching scenes. Gotcha. (coughs) And... Action. It looks like a giant dick. Take a look out of starboard. Oh my god, it looks like a huge pecker. <laughs> Wait, that's not a woodpecker. It looks like someone's privates. <laughs> we have reports of an un- unidentified flying object as a long, smooth shaft complete with two balls. <laughs> what is that? That looks like an enormous wang. Pay attention. I was distracted by that enormous flying willy. Yeah? What's that? Well, it looks like a giant Johnson. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so many dick jokes. So good. Uh, 
you should just watch it because it's better than what I explained. Yeah, because there's multiple people. Multiple people. I tried to. And it's cut scene every time. Yeah, it's a cut to a different scene. So it's the last, the line that you would think somebody, it cuts into a new person finishing the last sentence. So Austin and Felicity are in their prison cell with the floor opening up to lava slowly but surely. And of Mm -hmm. course, the one inept guard. Yep. Gotta have a one inept guard. (laughs) Austin is sad about the fat bastard situation. And she's kind of mean about his mojo being gone. But they kind of start to make up. She says he's the reason she became a spy. And she thought she wanted to be him, but she actually wanted to be with him. So they, they make up and Austin... Excuse me. Austin jumps to the other side and comes up with a dramatic plan about tricking the guard with food poisoning and luring him in and then mm-hmm. throwing him into the lava. But Felicity's like, actually. And then she just opens her shirt and <laughs> steps out of the way. And the guard like reaches his hands out for her boobs and then falls, into he the falls lava right into the lava. Of his own accord. What a burn. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing could get a man fired mm-hmm. <laughs> i think he was hot for you <laughs> mm-hmm. okay that's all that's yep. all he said yep <laughs> now they're on dr evil's moon base we've traveled so many places oh yep of course he is having trouble working his rotating chair and it is swiveling all around and it's very funny mm-hmm. and he says okay getting a little afraid <laughs> I need an old priest and a young priest. <laughs> uh, and then he, he makes his chair stop. But he's sick now. It's just a stupid side thing happening. Just yes. makes me giggle. Austin and Felicity hitch a ride to the moon on Apollo 11. <laughs> as you do. Right. Dr. Evil arms the laser mm-hmm. and gets the president on the phone. The president says he got the money. This is why our inflation is so high. Yeah, and the pre- president is ready to blow up. Well, he says they got the money. They can't believe they're going to pay him. Why don't we just blow up the moon? And they're like, dude, you can't blow up the moon. <sighs> so let's see. Okay, then they arrive. Austin and Felicity. I left out some words here. <laughs> when they arrive at the moon base, there's just a voice that says, enjoy your stay on the moon. <laughs> yep. It's very silly. They see a Dr. Evil shadow, and so Austin shoots at it, um, but it disappears. So Felicity goes to do her own thing, and Austin chases after the shadow, but it's actually Mini-Me. And then he and Austin have a very ridiculous fight. (laughs) And eventually Mini-Me has torn into Austin's spacesuit and gets inside of his suit, and then he goes to the airlock, but it looks more like a toilet. Right. And it looks like he's pooping him out. He even picks up a newspaper <laughs> to yeah. read. Mm-hmm. And then he ejects him into space. And he floats away. Mm-hmm. But he's fine because it's a movie. Right. So he didn't die immediately. Yeah, he, he can survive. Yep. He can obviously survive in space. Obviously. In this movie. Right. The atmosphere helps keep you alive. Yes. You can also scream. It's not dead silent. Like They would make right. you believe in 2001, A Space Odyssey. Right. Austin goes into the main chamber and where Dr. Evil has given him a terrible choice. Save the world or save your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Since he has kidnapped Felicity and locked her in a gas chamber. Right. So he shoots all the guards really quickly and 
Dr. Evil says, fire the laser. <laughs> He's still air quoting even now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kicks, Austin kicks Frau in the face and then the laser misses at the last second. But while he's doing that, Felicity dies in the smoke chamber. He chases after Dr. Evil and shoots him in the leg. And then he gets up and he says, Know this, Austin. <laughs> I am your father. He's just making a silly Darth Vader voice. Uh-huh. And Austin's like, really? <laughs> no, not really. I can't back that up. He tells, he gives him the brilliant idea to go back in time and save Felicity from the chamber so you can do both things. Yeah. So he can, he just wants him to be able to escape, so. Ah, you lure him with something Mm -hmm. he really, okay, that makes sense. I think he just wanted to escape so that. He distracted him, him. yep. So he goes back in time to 10 minutes ago and comes out just as Dr. Evil is giving Austin the girlfriend or save the world choice once more. Mm-hmm. He runs over to Austin's Austin from ten minutes ago. <laughs> yep. And he says, "I choose love, baby." And he's like, "I'm you from ten minutes ago." And then other Austin says, "Damn, you are ha- damn it, you are handsome." <laughs> and then Austin says, "I was just thinking the same. We are sexy. We are sexy bitches." Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Evil says, "Kill them both." And then the current Austin like pretends to shoot everyone while <laughs> past Austin does all the actual shooting. Right. And then Dr. Evil's kind of confused. And then Austin has to remind him. He mouths, fire the laser. And he's like, oh, yeah, fire the laser. (laughs) (laughs) And then while Austin is saving the world, or while past Austin saving the world, current Austin goes to save Felicity. And then all is well. Yay. And Dr. Evil gets away like he wanted. Mm -hmm. So past Austin says, hey, what's the policy on menage a trois? And then both Austin's laugh. And he's like, you are adorable. (laughs) But Dr. Evil has pressed the self-destruct button, and then he tosses the mojo into the air. Both Austins run for it, but crash into each other. You are your own worst enemy. Oh, thank you. Not you specifically, but... But I am my own worst enemy. The Austins are their own worst enemy. Right. And then it crashes to the floor and shatters everywhere, and you see the little... Man symbols <laughs> dissolve into the air. <laughs> um, Austin is trying to get his mojo back by like licking it up <laughs> uh-huh. because he says he's useless without it. But Felicity says, You don't need it. You've had it all along. You defeated Dr. Evil. You saved the world and you're going to get the girl. Oh. So cute. It's adorable. So they run to the time travel device place. He convinces her to come back to 1999, even though she was curious about the 70s and the 80s. And he says, you're not missing anything. I looked into it. There's a gas shortage and a flock of seagulls. That's about it. (laughs) (laughs) So they go back to 1999. And they love each other. And they're kissing in their shag pad, Mm -hmm. their modern shag pad. Right. And then Fat Bastard comes in with a special delivery, which is a gun. Okay. That's not a very special delivery. Doesn't sound like one. Though. Doesn't sound fun. She distracts him, Felicity does, by asking him if he's happy. And he goes on a sad rant about his body and various unhappiness. Mm-hmm. But then he toots. <laughs> you, you're talking about a uh, <laughs> air biscuit? Mm-hmm. Okay. He tooted. He played the butt trumpet? Uh-huh. And okay. it kind of distracts him from his sad depression. 
uh-huh. stuff. And he's like, oh, whatever, I'm going to kill you anyway. But Felicity kicks him in the nuts and then he falls over. With a huge rumble. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a big crash. Um, Austin says, I don't care what a man does. You don't kick him in his nuts, twigs and berries. I don't know what he said. <laughs> Some other dick word that they haven't used yet. <laughs> There's a gazillion of them. In his uh, family jewels. Family maybe? jewels, yeah. Yeah, in the, fa- in the in family the, jewels. In the family jewels. This movie was very educational as a child, just FYI. I learned so many words. So many paraphrased ways uh-huh. to say other things. Uh-huh. Okay. Just, just whatever. Anyway. <laughs> so, but Austin tells her he is happy because he brought the best part of the 60s back with him, which was her. Oh, So cute. It is. Felicity shags a lot. Mm-hmm. Shagwell. Shagwell. You're thinking of Ivana Humpelot. I am thinking of Ivana Humpelot. You combined them into one person. I did. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Felicity presses the party button and it becomes a swinging 60s dance party. Woohoo! Yep. Where did all those people come from? Are they like hidden in secret <laughs> yeah. compartments in his room? They just live there. They're the other roommates. <laughs> it's actually like a co-op. <laughs> <laughs> the Ministry of Defense doesn't pay very well. Right. Meanwhile, back in 1969, oh, nice. <laughs> Dr. Evil's rocket collects the floating mini-me and heads back to Earth. And on the radar, we see the guy monitoring the situation. He says, no, sir, he got away in that rocket that looks like a huge penis, <laughs> the male reproductive organ, also known as Tallywhacker Schlong or Wiener. Any of you kids want another Wiener? Dad, what's that? I don't know, son, but it's got great big nuts. Hot, salty nuts. <laughs> Lord Almighty, that looks just like my husband's one-eyed monster. <laughs> Step right up and see the one-eyed monster. Hey, what's that? It looks like a big Woody. Woody Harrelson? Can I have your autograph? <laughs> sure, no problem. Oh, my Lord, look at that thing. It's so big. Oh, I've seen bigger. That's just a little prick. <laughs> it's a flu shot. This is Dr. Evil now. <laughs> yep. It's a flu shot. You've been in the coldness of space. And I don't want you to get sick. Then he says, I'm going to get you, Austin Powers. And then the evil laugh. <laughs> and then, just like a Marvel movie, we get three end credit scenes. <laughs> The first one is Scott is back on Jerry Springer. Yep. And Jerry Springer says he has a surprise for him. And he's like, oh, my dad again. It's like, not your dad, your mom. And then Frau comes out and then they hug and it's beautiful. Yep. The happy ending finally. Yes. He got a happy ending there. And then the other end credit, the second end credit scene, which sets up, you know, the next, the next series of movies, Austin Powers will be back in Avengers. Right. Right. All does. (laughs) Um, one month later, Austin comes home and he overhears Felicity, what it sounds like having an affair. Mm-hmm. But when he opens the door, it's with him, his past self. And he says, technically, it's not cheating, baby. Mm-hmm. And Austin jumps in the bed. He says, I can't blame you. The man is handsome, baby. And then they're like, I got my mojo back. And they're all happy. And then they probably had a threesome. Of course. I assume. Menage a trois. Yep. 
And then the post credit scene, the very end. Mm-hmm. Poor Mustafa, he's still out there <laughs> at the bottom of the cliff. Hello out there. <laughs> Is the movie over? I'm still down here and still in a lot of pain. <laughs> Maybe someone in the lobby could call an ambulance. Oh, the pain is really quite severe. I fashioned a makeshift splint. Here goes nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Yay. I talked a lot. You did. <laughs> you did. So, I, I know you didn't have any fun facts, but what fun facts have you fo- found for us in the moment prior to me being able to hit record? <laughs> I have some. I read through the ones that, were, that I saw. So, uh, Rob Lowe's impression of Robert Wagner was developed several years before the film because he dated one of his daughters. Huh. Now that is a fun, now that is a fun fact. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that's, that, that's just, you can't, that's, what are the chances that know, you would right? get cast opposite of somebody that you learned to imitate because you were dating his daughter? Yeah. That's hilarious. It's crazy. <laughs> After completing initial filming, the rocket scene did so well with test audience that they went back and made more. <laughs> That's why there's the second one. That's why there's the okay. second one. Uh-huh. When it's re-entering. Yep. Gotcha. <laughs> so the scene about the, when Austin says, isn't it remarkable how Southern California looks in no way like the English or the English countryside looks in no way like Southern California. Uh-huh. But that was apparently improvised and Felicity actually says what in that part because she didn't catch what he was saying. Right. And I'm assuming they were filming in Southern California. Yes, they yeah, were. The whole movie was filmed yeah. in Southern California. Okay, yeah, it mm-hmm. makes sense. That's why it's funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When Heather Graham was asked to audition for the role at Mike Myers' request, mm-hmm. she was actually saved from a porn career. Before she was called by her agents, she was actually considering accepting a major part in a softcore lesbian movie after not having any meaningful film roles in a year and a half. And the first thing she did after getting paid for this movie was buy a copy of the porn in which she would have appeared. (laughs) Wow. Nice. (laughs) Although the word shag is less offensive, a lot of these fun facts are about the movie title Mm -hmm. in other countries. Although the word shag is less offensive in the U.S., um, not all translated the title into something less raunchy the norwegian title of the movie translates to the spy who ejaculated on me (laughs) 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 wow (laughs) is there more yes there is there's a lot more i can't wait uh i don't those are all kind of mixed in so i'll have to find them as i go Despite what sources say, it did not take seven hours for Mike Myers to get into fast, fat bastard makeup. It took two and a half hours for the prosthetics and four hours for the nude love scene. Yeah, because while he's clothed, it just could be a fat suit. I, right. The hard one would have been the nude love scene. Right, exactly. Um, it, it earned, the movie earned $54.9 million in its opening weekend, which is more than $53.8 million. It The first film earned in its entire theatrical run. Whew. So that first movie paved the way for the second yeah. movie to be a real big success. That's nice. That's a, that's a good payout, they say. Yeah. This is the only film in the Austin Powers franchise to receive an Oscar nomination for Best Makeup. For Fat Bastard? Probably. Yeah. 
<laughs> it was really good. You couldn't tell. Like, I'll give you a, a one-er without spoiling anything. Oh, no, that would spoil it, maybe. What? I can't do it. It was going to be a Marvel thing. Oh, yeah. Can't do it yet. It hasn't been a millennia. That's <laughs> true. The actor who was run over by the steamroll in, in the first movie, which is one of my favorite scenes in that movie, mm-hmm. is also the NATO monitoring technician in the beginning of this movie. Because they're in the past. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's just a different person. Okay. Because my next fun fact is that Rob Lowe and Michael McDonald both appeared uncredited in the first one as different characters from this movie. Oh, interesting. The German title of this movie translates to Spy in the Secret Missionary Position. (laughs) The Secret Missionary Position? (laughs) I don't even know why. (laughs) Why is it secret? We all know what missionary is. (laughs) Wow. The Spy in the Secret Missionary Position. Uh Uh-huh. That's hilarious. Uh, in the Seattle headquarters, there's a picture of what appears to be a shark with a frickin' laser beam on its head, but is actually a picture of Dr. Evil riding a shark bareback. <laughs> it's in the shot with number two by the condiments table with the Starbucks employee. Okay. So, you want to look out for that next time. I do. I didn't catch that I at all. I didn't either. Um, when Dr. Evil rebuffs the idea of killing Austin while he's on the crapper, it's probably because one of his assassins tried to kill Austin while he was going to the bathroom and failed in the first movie. Yep. He did. Yep. There was a whole great scene. Uh-huh. Who With does the, number two work for? Who does number two work for? <laughs> you tell that turd who's boss. <laughs> that's a good that's a good one too. <laughs> so many good jokes. So stupid. So funny. Uh in the opening credits when they're doing the synchronized swimming routine, Mike Myers does a hand chopping move, which is made famous by fellow Saturday Night Live actors Martin Short and Harry Shear back in nineteen eighty four during a skit. About two men training to be the first men allowed to enter synchronized swimming for Olympics. Oh, okay. And here's another one. In Croatia, the film's title translates to The Spy Who Groped Me. Okay. <laughs> that's a little... Yeah. That's not great. That's, that sounds less consensual. Yeah, exactly. Um, in Brazil, it's The Spy Good in Bed. <laughs> Spy good and bad. <laughs> and uh. in China, and so here's a very wholesome title. Yes. The spy who liked me a lot. <laughs> How cute. Oh, man. I'm sure that these English translations are very, 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 very much missing something about those words, like the slang involved in those words. Because shag mm-hmm. is a slang word, right? Right. So maybe they're trying to keep it slangy like maybe that chinese uh what's it called their handwriting i don't know it's got a name i know the japanese one it's kanji well wouldn't china sort of be close to that it's similar yeah so maybe the kanji the way that it's written has a hidden meaning maybe so this fun fact is different from the other fun fact about the same thing in singapore this on IMDb, the fun fact says it's the spy who shoiked me in or shioked shioked me s h i o k e d yeah, which means treated nicely according to IMDb, but according to Wikipedia, it means the spy who feels good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that version better. 
Okay. The spy who feels good? Uh, yeah. That's all I got for you, Brad. Well, sweet. What's our double count? It's going to be... Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, so while you were going through this, my number has changed. Okay. So I'm going to do... I want to do a double one. I want to do the doubles in the movie. There's, so yeah. which there's It's two. It's uh, Mr. Evil... Oh, no. There's, there's <laughs> four. There's, there's four. four. There's uh, Dr. Evil and Mini-Me. Yes. And then Austin. The two Austins. Yeah. Austin yeah. from 10 well, minutes ago and Austin Powers. There's three. Because there's also Austin in the cryo chamber. Oh, you're right. So it's five. Uh huh. Oh, and you can also go old and young, number Rob two. Lowe, yeah. So that's seven. And Frau. And Frau nine. Mm-hmm. So nine in the movie for characters that are the same. Yes. But then, <laughs> but then you have to add the fact that Austin Powers plays. Oh, a bad also. Oh, double bat. Eleven. Eleven. Okay, so we have eleven. And Fat Bastard was in the future also. He came tonight. I don't know. if He might have just gone through the portal, though. I don't know if there was two Fat Bastards. I don't know. Mustafa, <laughs> 13. He wasn't in there twice. He's from the first movie to the oh, second movie. that's true. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what? We're at 11. 11. Okay. So, <laughs> and then you've got the Mike Myers plays. Dr. Evil, Austin Powers, and Fat Bastard. Uh-huh. So there's the three uh, for the fact that it's the actor playing the same people. Mm-hmm. So 14 total. Yes. Wow, that's a lot. It is a lot. That's why this is a good choice. You know, my initial number was somewhere around like seven or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> Definitely not 14. <laughs> I doubled it because now you're seeing double. Ooh, nice. <laughs> and with zingers like that, you should follow us on Twitter at C Double Pod. You can email us at C Double Podcast at gmail.com. Email us because Nick did and you want to one up him, don't you? Yeah, you do. Or Nick, you one up yourself. Nick can one up himself. Happy birthday, Nick. Happy birthday. I think you'll be listening to this right when it's about to come out. Oh. Or, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you right will have about, come out. He'll be listening to it right when it. <laughs> It will so, have so come my out. house is bugged, is what you're telling it will me. Have come he's out. not lying to me. The house is bugged. <laughs> it will have come out right like around your birthday. Like he's watching as I'm editing, uh-huh. just bored out of his mind. Uh, you can follow Steph on her socials at Steph Plus Verb. Oh my shit! And uh, until next time, I'm Stephanie Kratz, and I'm Bradford Barth. Thank you for listening. A uh, goodbye. Sixty nine. Nice. <laughs>